0: Happy Easter, everyone. It seems so strange to say that, even strange for myself to say it, because we've all been conditioned to think of Easter as just a day as opposed to an entire season. A bit like Advent, Easter is a period of weeks, the weeks from Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday all the way to Pentecost, which for us will be the end of May. That's a very special time in the life of the church calendar, and I think it's a season that needs to be redeemed because we can learn so much in our current season about what the early church learnt as they struggled with the resurrection. Of course, they were filled with great hope as Jesus was raised from the dead. Of course, everything was changed, but also there was struggle and there was challenge. And so for us, in this season of struggle and challenge, we can remember the early church, but also learn from them. And there's key things in this Eastertide we can learn from them and the scriptures that we'll be looking at each Sunday together and then our discussion groups during the week when they start. We can learn things like choosing to live from God's presence, knowing he's always around us and always with us inviting in discernment not just individual discernment but group discernment collective discernment about what god is doing in this season that was something the early church did a lot of as they looked forward to pentecost clarifying purpose what does it mean to be community what does it mean to be the church praying about the future and also being present in the moment and those four things weren't just important for the early church, they're important for us now in our current season. And we're inviting all of us into that to learn an Eastertide. But mostly what they learnt was this phrase, which is our new sermon series of finding joy in the midst of change. And I think we need to define joy, though. I think joy has become confused. I think it's become mixed up with happiness The two are very different because happiness is an aspiration. Happiness is a good thing. We want to be happy. Of course, it's a good thing to be happy. It's an aspiration. But joy is a promise from God. And as Christians, we believe that we can trust that promise. And it doesn't depend on our external circumstances because it's a promise made to us, that promise of joy. I came across this one commentary during the week, which I think compares joy and happiness in a very good and clear way. They said, I think most people would agree that happiness is a goal. Doesn't everyone want to be happy? However, the truth is the Bible never guarantees happiness, unfortunately. (laughs) However, it does promise joy. There is a big difference between happiness and joy. It's easy to be happy when you're free from suffering, when you're financially secure, when all your relationships are going well and you feel at peace. But what about when you're in trouble with one or more of these things, or even if you find yourselves in the middle of a a global pandemic? What happens to happiness? Well, it dissipates, and for many, it, it even disappears. But joy remains because it's a promise from God that you are safe no matter what. Your identity is safe. Your personhood is safe. In Christ, being a child of God is safe, and nothing can take that away. And that's why Jesus was able to say, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. It wasn't for happiness. It was for the joy of being a son of God, free to make decisions and loved as a child. And the same is true for us. Last week, we saw in the life of Thomas, we saw that he really experienced joy. We saw that he, in a moment, saw God break through into his room with the rest of the disciples, and he found that joy in a moment. And even though locked away, And for us, even though locked away, we can experience joy as well. But today's gospel is different. Today's gospel is not about a moment. Today's gospel is not about going from one state to another. It's about a journey into joy. It's about walking along through suffering and pain and then experiencing joy. Let's recap very quickly on what we heard from Daniel when he was reading from Luke 24 to look more into this journey. We have these two disciples, and they, I'm sure, were so hopeful for the resurrection and so expectant of of Jesus rising from the dead. But Jesus was crucified, and three days had gone on, and they found themselves walking away from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Their hope had dissipated, and... Jesus hadn't risen from the dead at that stage. And they were despondent. They were sad. They were walking away. And I would say they were experiencing massive trauma in their lives from thinking one thing would happen and then another thing uh, transpires, and they're walking away. And the Bible is filled with people walking away from God. But God doesn't leave them there. He follows them. Think of Elijah walking away after he'd been pursued by his enemies, walking away to the mountains, but God followed him. Or think of Peter after he denied Jesus, walking away, unable to face Jesus, but God followed him. And God found him and met him when he was lost. Today's gospel is about God finding these two when they feel lost. But it's so much more than that. It's also about how God deals with us when we're dealing with trauma. Trauma is something that's very prevalent, I think, in society today because of COVID-19. It's defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. That's certainly the case that we're all experiencing in this global pandemic. Trauma steals our joy. It makes us feel unsafe, that God doesn't hold us, or God even doesn't care. And that's certainly how the two must have felt on the road to Emmaus as they walked away. Trauma is something which is very prevalent today. We're all experiencing it, no matter what our age or our context. It's important to note that some are more, some experiencing it more than others. Those in hospitals, for example, or those who've been diagnosed with COVID-19, or those of you who've lost loved ones because of COVID-19, or any illness or death. You're experiencing more trauma than the rest of us, but nevertheless, we all are experiencing it. And trauma can manifest itself in many ways. And I'm reading this book at the moment called The Body Keeps the Score, which speaks about trauma. Trauma manifested itself in the lives of the two walking to Emmaus, but it also is manifesting itself in our lives today through anxiety, depression, fear, a loss of control, rejection, brain fog, detachment, anger, loneliness, and many other things. And the two on the road to Emmaus, we don't hear that they're experiencing those emotions, but they certainly were. All we know it says they were sad, but they were certainly traumatized. There are many ways of dealing with trauma and there are those who are much more qualified than me to talk about that. But there is one vital component about dealing with trauma which is so important. It was for them back then and it's very important for us now today. And It's something that Jesus encouraged them to do and it's to talk about it. I spent hours on the phone just talking and listening I had a homeless guy call to the office the other day. I thought he wanted food. I thought he wanted um, supplies. But he literally just wanted to talk about how he was feeling and his own trauma. And in our gospel today, Jesus dealt with the trauma of the two disciples. And what's the simple thing he did? He encouraged them to talk. He said, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they talked it out. And something amazing happened as they walked and talked. Joy began to unfold. The journey of joy, not the moment, but the journey of joy began to unwind and, and become revealed. Like a flower, especially as Jesus interpreted the events for them as they walked out their journey. And like Thomas, the story was about a journey into joy. And as we walk this season out, God will work it out. And something changed in the lives of these two disciples as they asked Jesus to stay. They had moved from sadness and despondency into actually inviting him to stay with them. And when we experience God's joy and when we understand our safety as sons and daughters of God and what Christ has done, we move from despondency and also into that place of inviting Jesus afresh into our own situation. And that's a very important aspect for us today in this current COVID pandemic. So just to close, there are two messages in this passage which are really striking. The first is in our trauma, and again for Us, it'll be different. I encourage you to talk to each other and especially to talk to God. Talk to us, talk to me, talk to Scott, talk to Dillis. Talk to someone because as this goes on and we don't know the end, talking is so important. Talk about your trauma. Don't hold it in even if that's hard. And secondly, many times we don't recognize God. We don't recognize he's walking with us. We don't experience it. We don't know why things are happening. But we do know if we continue to walk and we continue to wait and we continue to trust that our hearts can burn like the early disciples did as we do recognize that God is with us. And why did God not tell them at the beginning that it was him? I think it was because the journey is important, not just the destination and that God doesn't belittle our pain and suffering, and that God comforts us even in our greatest unraveling. We grow, we mature in character. Sometimes joy comes in a moment, but many times it increases as we talk to each other and as we talk to God about our trauma. Let him remind us that our salvation and reality of being a child of God is safe and secure, and that is what brings us joy in the midst of change. And so let me finish with the scripture which I started outside the church our service today, a different translation. When anxiety or trauma was great within me, you bought me joy. You made known to me the road of life. And you filled me with joy in your presence and reminded me that I was always loved. Psalm 94. And Psalm 16. So let's take a moment now to affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, bringing to God our own beliefs and trusting that He is with us. The words will come up on your screen I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again and he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now we take a few moments of prayer from all those people from around our community and parish who've pre-recorded these for us. So sit or kneel as we enter into God's presence to pray together.